position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 286 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Saturday, April 18th, 2020 at 3.13 p.m., 15.13 p.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast coast with the most crack engineer, Ivo Molina, over there in the booth. Over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Yes, I will. Yes, it is time to drink more. Drink more. Yes, it's a good idea. I will. You're fired. Mm. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, followers of the One True Time and Day format, 2020-04-18-15-14 p.m. Pacific Coast Time. Uh, got a, we have a shockingly full show for you this week, so let's get straight to it with our top stories. Um, first of all, uh, I have discovered some limits. Well, it's not even a limit to Stadia, it's just I have discovered a really fucked up thing in all of my fun that I've been having playing Doom Eternal uh, on Stadia, 
I've been going through and beating uh, all of the missions on Ultraviolet and I have found a map that will not start. I've tried it uh, at least 20 times, maybe 10 times last night and uh, at least 10 times today. It just hard crashes it. Takes me back to Stadia. It's um, Necroval. I don't know what the fuck is going on, and there's no way for me to like report that bug like inside of Stadia. So I don't care. I, I've already been in the game. Whatever. It just pisses me off because I was having so much fun doing the weekly challenge. Not the weekly. The um, there are. I think they're uh, they're um. They're 30 day long challenges and they're sets of challenges like uh, the it, it just rolled over um, three days ago like uh, I think there are eight of them or maybe ten of them uh, and I'm halfway through with this set uh, and there's stuff like you know uh, the last set was had stuff like uh, kill 20 uh, undead soldiers by uh, blowing them up with exploding barrels um kill 50 fodder demons with the rocket launcher stuff like that and they give you experience points and that levels you up and stuff you know and that's it's really fun because it gives you another reason to play the game and you just kind of really just want to keep playing the game over and over and over and over and over again also and so the fact that like Necroval I think that's the name of the fucking map it won't let me beat it on. It won't let me play it on ultraviolet. Really sucks. It's it's shockingly disappointing. Um, <coughs> really sucks. The other thing that sucks is, and this is a correction to our full review of Doom Eternal. I said that there was no multiplayer. There is multiplayer, but it's this. It's this incredibly. Oh, I don't know. I don't, don't want to say over engineered. A lot of time and thought went into b- the battle mode. Which is a two-on-one, three-person, um, uh, best of four, uh, four best of four to win the match, um, competition that has some really interesting features. It's two players playing as demons, one player playing as the Slayer, um, but the demons depending on which, there are like eight demons and all of the demons have their own unique um, play styles and mechanics Uh, so uh, all of them can basically have like one, some some have more than one primary attack uh, you know, like where you're actually dealing direct damage to the Slayer, like you know, uh, the Behemoths, uh, they have like flamethrowers and a fireball Um, but generally you attack indirectly by summoning other demons, by uh, uh, blocking loot drops, uh, and setting up uh, geographical problems for the Slayer that make his life more difficult, like you know, walls of flame, uh, stuff like that. It depends on what which demon you're playing as, but the end result is when it works, is it takes an arena map and turns it into a free form self-engineering, on-the-fly kind of freestyle, freewheeling um, thing. The goal is uh, for the demons to kill the Slayer or for the Slayer to kill both demons within 30 seconds of each other. That wins the the round. Best of four wins the match. And in between each uh, round, you can upgrade, you can pick a uh, 
uh, a buff. And so there are three buffs, and then there's, like, one mega buff. Um, like, if you're the demons, it'll let you uh, summon uh, the the Baron of Hell monster demon, the big guy, who's a real pain in the ass for the Slayer. But um, it's really fun, but it hardly ever works. Like, I can't get into a battle mode match in general. Like, I, j- it, I can't. Um, and, I, and by virtue of that fact, it's hard for me to say whether I really like battle mode. I've played like four matches, I want to say. Um, I've had a good time, but it's so hard to matchmake with anybody in it. I don't know if it's because no one's playing or if it's because, uh, the matchmaking sucks or whatever. But anyway, that's the update on Doom Eternal. Also, in our top stories. So yeah, Crashy Doom Eternal uh, on Ultraviolet uh, on Stadia, which real disappointment. Real real hardcore disappointment. In other exciting hardware news, you know, last week we talked all about our new Elgato Stream Deck. Well, it's not our new Elgato Stream Deck, it's our old Elgato Stream Deck, but now it finally works. Um, I've had a lot of fun. I've set up a paging system for it. Um, and I'm just putting together, uh, the ultimate soundboard. It has 10 fucking pages at 12 buttons per page, because it's got 15 buttons, so I have a next page, a home button, and a previous page, and it self-rotates through all of the... I actually ended up, uh, asking a stupid question on YouTube, um, to the guy who, uh, uh, one of the guys who, uh, did a video profiling Stream Deck UI, um, his name is Das Geek. Das Geek. He has a show as well. He's a good communicator. I like I like his stuff, and he uh explains things uh pretty well. Um, but I I accidentally left the stupidest question on that video. Um, asking him how he set up the pager when inside of Stream Deck UI in the GUI, there's a button that says next page. You know what what whichever page you want it to go to, and so I just set up my own rotation. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, so that's three buttons that are taken up on every page for navigation. That leaves 12 buttons for actual sound effects and commands. Um, so that means that's 12, that's 120 fucking sound effects. And what I'm trying to do is set up, um, the backgrounds of each page of icons to be a different color so that just by seeing the color, I'll know which set of soundboard sounds I'm on. This is, for me, it's a game changer. I mean, because when I wrote the Skooky, when I wrote Skooky Soundboard, which was, uh, 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 it wasn't kludgy, it was, it was very good. It worked. Um, it re- it 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 worked with auto key and let you rebind um your super and your numpad keys to trigger sound effects and also to page through different soundboards. So you could have uh 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 I think it was seven because two of the buttons on the keypad on the numpad were for next board and previous board, but you would forget which board you were on until you actually fired uh, a sound effect um, because there was no visual guide. With the Elgato Stream Deck, I could totally see what the fuck. It's it's really awesome. And especially when you're in the middle of a game and, you know, you're... Because Crack Engineer Ivor Molina doesn't help me with the live streams, especially now that he's fucking fired! Um, 
So, you know, I have the controller in my hand or the mouse and the, you know, blah. It's already a pain in the ass to have to, you know, jump over to the numpad, hit the super key and get the right... No, I can actually see everything on the stream deck out of the corner of my eye. Um, it's it's just so cool. It's... It is a game changer. So if you've been thinking about it, and if you uh, and you, you don't have to use it as a soundboard, you can use it to trigger any anything you want on your operating system, pretty much within reason. You can make it steel focus. You can make it. Um, you can uh, if you, if you want to automate stuff in OBS via hotkeys, but you can't ever remember the fucking hotkeys that you mapped. Um, you can make the stream deck. Uh, retarget OBS and then fire those uh, key combinations for you. I haven't fucked around with that too much, especially because I don't know if it actually will steal focus from the game or not. But uh, there's got to be a way around that. I don't know. There probably is. Doesn't matter. I'm just using it as a soundboard. I want it as a soundboard. Um, and it is fantastic. So that was last week. This week, my. Uh, what. Oh shit, what is this thing called? It is, because I, I just call it the honeycomb. Um, my honeycomb alpha flight controls yoke and switch panel arrived uh, this week, and I set it up, and uh, previously, I had a CH uh, Pro, CH products slash pseudo Logitech. Logitech bought them out after I got, I think they did. Um, but that was my old yoke, and that yoke, ow, shit! Ow! Fuck, I just ran over my foot with my goddamn... You're right, I have more whiskey. Oh. Mmm. So, the Alpha... The Honeycomb Alpha Flight Yoke, I'll be talking about it more next week, but for right now, I just wanted to give you my first impressions really fast. Um... It is by far the best mounting solution for any yoke I have ever seen. I've only owned one other yoke, but I have played with, you know, pretty much, like, all of the major ones uh, over the last... Yeah, there's not that many, actually. Um, but this is a flight yoke. This is meant uh, to simulate uh, prop-on-plane uh, prop-on-plane flight. It is... The best mounting solution, and if you're sitting there thinking, who who gives a fuck about how you mount a yoke onto a desk? Trust me, the seat, the my last yoke, I had to build a fucking solution to mount that to a uh, coffee table. I had to kind of do something a little similar with the uh, honeycomb because I didn't want to use the 3M uh, micro. Uh, suction pad because that would kind of make it more permanent than using the clamps um, but the but my desk now is a thin glass desk so luckily I've been doing a lot of woodworking in my own pathetic way because um, I'm building a vacuum platen for the screen printing studio um, and so I cut my own shim um out of uh, just a just some plywood, and I sanded it down, and now it sits perfectly flush with the uh, with the clamps, and that's infinitely preferable because I don't have a lot of real estate on this desk, and this is where I would be playing my flight simulator. The one big problem I'm having right now, which is weird, but I haven't had time to really go into it. Um, I need to 
uh, see what's going on with my uh, with my USB hub because I can't get um, my pedals to get recognized anymore at all. And I, I wrote a fucking script to write, to rewrite the UDEV rules so that my CH products pro pedals uh, didn't get detected as my CH products yoke. I, anyway, you can go back and listen to the early episodes of this show uh, and, you know, hear all about that. I mean, it's it's stuff that I know quite, I used to know quite a bit about. Um, but for some reason, I can't get my, I don't know if my pedals are broken or if there might be something wrong with uh, the USB cord, which is hardwired to the back of that unit. So that sucks. And so I haven't really gotten the full flight some experience out of the uh, alpha flight controls, but I will I will tell you this much. The um, ability to go 180 degrees left and right in terms of roll, amazing. No dead zone, amazing. Um, and if it, the, the feel of it is really sturdy. It, 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 it doesn't feel like the, it doesn't, it's not as sturdy as, you know, my, uh, Thrustmaster A10 Warthog, um, hottest system, but that is all made out of steel and weighs about 40 pounds, I'd say. I'd say it weighs 40 pounds. I'd say the, the, the switch box weighs about 15 to 20 and the stick itself has a, uh, 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 a quarter inch thick steel one foot by one foot almost uh, plate underneath it. That is a hardcore piece of equipment. This is a flight yoke. It doesn't have that same uh, feel of, of uh, actual construct... Uh, what do you call it? Of uh, Build quality, that's the word. But the switches are great. And once you get... Um, and I also like the the it has two hats on each side of the yoke, um, and the, each hat is split in two. So and they're toggles, they're they're push toggles. They can go up and down. So that's four up. That's that's four buttons per thumb. Um, and so those are good for other stuff. The, the switches on the front of the thing are great, and it even has a really cool light up effect. Um, but the, the real star of, of the, uh, the honeycomb, apart from the mounting solution, which is fantastic. I mean, it feels solid. It's not going anywhere, which is important if you're really racking it around, like in War Thunder or whatever, which is where we're going, uh, this week. We're going to War Thunder with full on fucking hardcore fucking prop on plane supermarine spitfire mark 2 my favorite airplane of all time we're gonna be in the cockpit and i'm gonna set up my uh fucking uh warthog switch box so i'll have like a semi prop on plane pseudo hottest system but it won't be hot you know it won't be hottest because it'll be my throttle box which has the switches on it and then it'll be um my uh, honeycomb alpha, and then I'll, I'll be able to control uh, with, with my uh, uh, with my pedals. If I can get my fucking pedals to work again, I wonder if I pinched the USB cord because I can't get it to be recognized in anything, which sucks because I need it. I mean, apart from the like cosmetic joy of being able to do side slip in a prop on plane, be it a Cessna or a Spitfire, uh, I needed to control my helicopters, uh, and that's you know why I bought pedals because I'm 
a helicopter junkie. But anyway, I'm very, very, very impressed with the Alpha uh, Alpha Flight yoke. Um, the build quality on the buttons doesn't feel as impressive as I expected it to, but the responsiveness of the yoke is amazing. It is really good. And once you get it uh, dialed in, like in X-Plane, that's the only place that I, I haven't tried it in War Thunder yet. Once you get it dialed in a little bit in, in X-Plane, oh my god. It's pretty fucking good. In fact, I don't know of anything better. Especially not at this price point. I mean, you could build a fucking uh, a simulator yourself if you wanted to, but you know, that would be thousands of dollars. This is, you know, for 250 bucks, this is an impressive, impressive thing. It even has a little uh, serial network cable that connects the um, the actual yoke part to the, the control panel that's in front. And having those switches there is really cool. It also has a little ignition thing, all of which, you know, you can remap everything, you know, you want. I wish that, um, what would be way cooler is if in the next iteration, and this is asking a lot, um, but it'd be really, really, really super cool. If, like the Elgato, they had customizable customizable LED things, uh, like tombstones uh, on, a, on an engineer, uh, on an audio engineer board. Tombstones, like, you know, little pieces of masking tape that tell you what what is going on on that channel. Like, this is, you know, the mic, this is mic two, this is the drum kit, this is, this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, it'd be really cool if they had uh, little LED, uh, a little LCD screen for each of the switches because I, I can't imagine that anyone's using the default functions that are listed there. But having the default functions listed there is still cool because it allows you to memorize them uh, quickly. Etc. If you like flying prop on planes in simulators, I I highly recommend it. So far, but we'll talk more about that next week. All right. Uh, so we got the honeycomb and uh, and I had to make a shim, but it took me literally with and I did it with a handsaw because it was at like ten thirty at night when I finally unpacked the honeycomb, and so I didn't want to use my my circular saw in my garage and piss off my neighbors, especially during the time of quarantine. I mean, people might be sick, you know next door or whatever and it's you know nine o'clock at night and you're no so I, I did it with a handsaw it took me five minutes um and then i just sanded it down as with my orbital sanders quick and ostensibly as quietly as possible but the orbital sander is pretty loud too but it's 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 not as piercing a horrific type of noise and so yeah i mean i made my shim my my shim cost in terms of materials uh maybe a dollar under a dollar. It's a, just a four inch by two foot long piece of plywood that's super sanded down so I can touch it without fear of splinters. And then I took a Sharpie and wrote honeycomb shim on it. And it just sits under in between the clamps and my super thin desk. My desk is under three quarters of an inch. It's, it's about three quarters of an inch. Uh, maybe yeah, just under half an inch um, thick made of glass. So it mounted that way with the clamps, tray perfecto. And if you have like a real desk or even just like a card table, which is a big problem with the uh, CH products uh, flight yoke that I had for all these years, I, I've yet to transfer my Betty Page uh, playing card that always writes shotgun on my uh, on my yoke uh, to 
the Honeycomb Alpha, but it will be going there. But the CH Products one, the clamping system was so fucked up. You had to have the exact right thickness of table. Um, it had to be a thick fucking table for it to work with those clamps, and there was no way to change the solution. These are actually just straight up common uh, L clamps that have, uh, or C clamps that have, um, a little uh, hole punched in them that, that mates to these grooves that are on the top, and so it's a really secure, and if you've ever used a flight yoke before, you know that when you don't want to be pushing and pulling the desk, or feel, or even worse, you know, when you go to pull up, you rip off the entire fucking, that happened to me with the CH flight yoke so many times, uh, even with my mounting solution that I, that was before I had a wood shop, but, um, I remember Danny Mullahan, he was staying with me for a while, and uh, uh, he uh, this is after uh, after he handled his girlfriend's uh, what do you call it, the dispensation of of her pro- whatever probate, she, she died, and uh, you had to leave that house, mm. so you had no place to live, and what? So like you know that was three weeks of just drunken madness. And I made him, I would make him fly the space shuttle approach every day with the CH products, um, flight yoke. Fun fact about the, uh, about, uh, the space shuttle, uh, coming back, coming back from, uh, Earth orbit. Mm. It is designed to have no more fuel left. So it comes back as a glider. And so, there's like, you know, me at 9 o'clock in the morning on my big screen, drunk out of my mind, and Danny would come down I'm like, Danny, get over here, you're landing the space shuttle <laughs> it was great but uh, none of those problems are present with the uh, with the Honeycomb Alpha flight yoke blah, and it's 250 bucks, which is expensive, but I thought I I saw it on Amazon and many thanks go out to Casimirez, um, friend of the show, uh, who hit me to this. This was designed basically for X plane, for hardcore flight sim enthusiasts, um, and it's 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 worth it. I saw it on Amazon, uh, and I saw that it would take only like three or four days for it to get here. And I was like, you know, you really don't, you don't need this, you don't need this, you don't, I, but I, I just, I, I, I buy now, I click buy now, and, and, uh, I have not regretted it yet. Um, and I thought it would be cool during this time of fucking plague to do some more flight sim stuff, uh, especially for the, you know, for any listeners who might be going stir crazy at this point. Um, this is, I'm into, yeah, I'm over two months. Now, I think I'm over two months in court. Just, yeah, I know, I'm heading into my second month. Last last week, there was all sorts of confusion by three months in quarantine. No, no, that was, I was very drunk that last week, anyway. So, okay, so, that brings us to our new and noteworthy, Ivor Basin. We have a lot of show for you. This is this is a good one. This is a good one. There's something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Ivor Basin with a new and noteworthy. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Okay, 
as the president oh god the president continues to talk oh fuck I'm so much I'm so glad that we're doing this podcast instead of listening to these fucking bloviating narcissistic jackass fucking ah okay so new and noteworthy yes we have a good crop of new and noteworthy for you this week first off we have fallout 76 which is another bethesda title but it is the online uh mmorpg it's not an mmorpg it's a multi online multiplayer uh city builder combat multiplayer version of fallout um and although friend of the show jeff jeffy wise says that he is never going to play it because you know it's multiplayer only and, you know, he resents that which is a perspective I can completely understand and support uh, and, you know, it, it it's, ta- it's taken some effort to get me to play it um, and I've only spent exactly three minutes I did my character customization before it crashed uh, but according to ProtonDB, recent, it came out Fallout 76 came out on Steam this week, about two or three days ago um, and according to ProtonDB, it runs great via Proton, including all the multiplayer elements of it, which is a shocker to me because it's a Bethesda title. So one would think that it would have the onerous fucking, you know, either <coughs> onerous mm, copy protection, battle eye, or whatever the fuck is going on over there. EAC, man, it kills me that Epic had to buy EAC. EAC was such a mainstay for so long. It was such, so many good things. But anyway, in terms of the independent software, you know, blah. It was like the, it was a perfect match for so many projects, but they had to buy it and they won't add Linux to the list of <laughs> whitelisted anything. But everyone else on ProtonDB says that it runs and uh, the first report was actually for a Lutris, for using Lutris to run it, but you don't need that now. Uh, you do need Glorious Egg Roll, um, Proton, I think, four or better. I'm not sure if that number is correct, but just go to the Proton DB page and take a gander at some of the results. Uh, it's $39.99, and I love me some Fallout, and even though Jeff Jeffy Wise you know, blah, is like on the negative side of this game. One of my oldest online friends, not oldest, oldest, but uh, four years now, Anathema, also known as Artie, who goes back to my 4,200 hours of Seven Days to Die, um, she is in this game all the time. She plays it constantly. 100% constantly. And has for like the last, I guess... In the eight months, something like that. Um, she loves it. She's a builder, though. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe jumping in to a game finally with her again. It's been a long time. Been a long time coming. Uh, so that's exciting. It's $39.99. There's a deluxe edition with some art books or something. I don't know. Uh, I just got the regular $39.99, $29.95 merchandise, baby, uh, version of it. I'm excited to see if it works. I, I, like I said, I got, I got through character creation, and just as I was saving my ID card, it hard crashed. But I think I was running um, just whatever the latest, I, th- I think I was running Proton 5, not Glorious Egg Rolls, and that's supposed to fix a bunch of 
problems. But the sound was fine for me. Uh, the performance was fine for me. It crashed. I haven't had time to go back to it. That was literally an hour and a half ago. So, Fallout 76, I can tell you for a fact that it does run. I don't know if it works, but it does run uh, on Linux. So that's awesome. Especially if you're a big fan of the Fallout franchise and you're able to look beyond the Bethesda war atrocities that they've done to my franchise, my favorite franchise. Anyway, um, I'm a purist. Sue me. The finest Fallout game ever made was Fallout 2, and that's the end of that. Um, It's also the best game ever made. Literally. That is the best video game ever made. In my humble opinion. Um, Okay, so also in a new and noteworthy, not new to the rest of the world, but new to me, Demon's Tilt. Demon's Tilt is a uh, uh, pinball game. It's three tables that are like uh, human centipeded together into one big long table. Uh, Like Devil's Crush. I think that's what it was called for uh, the TurboGrafx-16. Um, it's a little bit arcade, it's a little bit sim, it's a little bit pachinko, it's a little bit bullet hell, it's a little bit pinball, and it's a lot of fun. It's also kind of expensive, it's like 20 bucks. Um, and I don't really see you getting more than maybe 10 hours out of it. I've, I got 6 hours, and I, all my achievement gets are like, put me in the top 7% of people who've ever achieved it on the game but it is a really good game uh, especially if you're jonesing for a new pinball table and you know I feel bad to mention it but I did take the precaution on the last day that they were available of buying licenses again for the third time for all of the Williams tables Bally and Williams tables before the pinball arcade before they shut them down so if you ever see me live streaming and you want to play you know Star Trek Next Generation well too late you can't buy them so I try not to cover those games too much but I wanted to put together at least I wanted to do a whole feature on pinball this week but considering that none of us can go to a, to the International Pinball Hall of Fame that's here in Las Vegas or to your local pinball place these days I thought it might help but the more I thought about it the more depressed it made me because no one can get the Williams tables for pinball arcades so that kind of bumped the feature out of the way but in the process of doing that I discovered Demon's Tilt which is if you remember, I think it was Devil's Crush, or Devil's Crush 2, Demon's Crush. I can't remember the name for the TurboGrafx-16. Ivor, you're fired. You should have looked that up. Um, this is the spiritual sequel to those games. Uh, it does play a little light. It is a little Pachinko-esque. It is very nudge-involved. Like, it has an interesting nudge and tilt system that uh, once you master it, you can rack up some serious points. And it's all about putting together the big combos, the big points. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's very colorful, um, very crazy. Uh, multi-ball in the game is fucking out of control nuts. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Also, in our new and noteworthy for this week, finally in our new and noteworthy for this week, actually, we have Receiver 2. Receiver. Build is the most realistic gun simulation ever. Every aspect of every weapon in the game is fully the physics behind it are fully simulated. I really wanted to like Receiver 2 and Receiver was very well received the original 
Receiver 2 came out this week. I bought it. I'm not going to return it. I have a hard time getting into it, though, because it just constantly reminds me how my favorite virtual reality game, which is Pavlov VR, still does not work on my Linux system anymore. And that makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. And Receiver reminded me of it so much. This is... I, I, I probably probably So receiver two, it's really impressive. Um, first person, uh, extremely realistic, uh, firearm simulation, pseudo stealth murder action stuff. It's all in the first person, so it's like when you get uh, the Colt, like the actual six-shooter um, to begin with, you know, you hold it like right in front of you, aiming down the sights. It's, it's, it's involved. It doesn't look as pretty as one might like, but I guess you have to trade the overhead uh, for the perfect physics, you know, uh, somewhere in the best place, I guess, maybe to chisel out that overhead is to you know, tone down the uh, detail and the geography and the textures and the next generation materials. But it's out, Receiver 2, if you're a fan of the franchise, then there you go. Um, and Ivor didn't put that in the show notes. Okay, that brings us to our feature this week. Our feature this week is really good. You're gonna like it. Devolver Deals! Onward, Ivor! Who do you think? Oh, my God. It's Melivians! Never gonna let you down! I can read your mind! This week's feature! I can't read you! I can't read you! I can read your mind! Take it, Scooky! So, if if you talk to me outside of the show and stuff, it's a well-known fact. It's I've said this many times. And, actually, this sale disproves this assertion, but Devolver Digital... I challenge anyone without looking at a list off the top of their head to name a game published or developed by Devolver Digital that sucked. I can think of one, but that's only because I cheated and looked at the list uh, last night. Devolver Digital is having their it's having a they are the weekend sale on the Steam store right now. This is a fantastic opportunity to get your hands on several games that almost never go on sale, and if they do go on sale, I've never seen them marked this heavily down, and this includes a plethora, a plethora, plethora, the infamous El Guapo, a plethora of awesome fucking games. I mean, awesome games at unbelievable prices, especially now that, like, maybe the, uh, economic fucking, you know, quarantine lockdown is starting to affect you monetarily in a serious way. I know, fucking uh, yeah, well this is a great way to get enough games to last you through May. And so I I, I have my personal my personal picks. Let's see how many do, how many did I get? Uh, two, four, six, eight. I got eight picks for you. Something for everyone. Something there's at least something for everyone, and most of these games are fantastic. And by the way, the one game that Devolver Digital published that I did not like was Dropsy, the the moist, wet clown hug. 
game, but I never really played it. So I just didn't like the idea of it. Uh, so that doesn't even count. Maybe Dropsy was the greatest game ever. Maybe I should get Dropsy. Dropsy, I think, is $3 right now. Um, this sale lasts through April 20th, so you have two more days. Some of these games you can play for free right now. Uh, they have free, um, I think that expires sometime tomorrow, I want to say. Uh, or it might be the 20th too. Um, so you can try before you buy in some cases. But let's get straight to it. Let's get to our list. As featured, um, I think f- last month in our first uh, Avoid the Space Madness uh, Quarantine Lockdown Insanity episode, one of the games that uh, we ha- featured heavily, one of my favorites, was Heave Ho, which is a uh, two to four player uh, game that you can play via Steam Remote Play. So only one person needs to have a license and then just invite all your friends. And it's a uh, two dimensional cooperative. Um, you have no form of locomotion other than your hands. And so you grab onto walls and swing players to uh, to glory, to, to their objective, and you have to work together. Um, and it is hilarious. It's one of those great games where even if you totally suck, and even if you don't get any better, everyone is laughing so hard that it doesn't matter. You're having such a good time, etc. But it can be mastered. It can You can get very good at the game. I've seen people who are disgustingly good at the game. I don't like playing with them. But uh, Heave Ho, which is normally $10, is 50% off at $4.99. So if you're looking to get um, that uh, love and feeling from Real Human Touch, but uh, can't because you're in COVID-induced lockdown and are suffering from the space madness, um, definitely check out Heave Ho. It's a great way to... Uh, connect with your friends, and everyone loves playing it, especially if they've never played it before. It's I, One of my favorite things is just drag people from, you know, whoever's online in my Steam friends list and go, oh, what are you doing? You want to play a game? No? Okay, and then I invite them. <laughs> and then they play. And, and they love it. It will brighten up your fucking day any day. And there's a lot of gameplay and a lot of levels, and it's a sound investment, I'd say. And at 50% off, at $5, it is totally worth it. Another game, because we've been kind of light on the uh, on the uh, multiplayer experiences of late, especially during this, our time of plague, um, which, you know, I've been trying to beef up the number of games that feature multiplayer, that work on Linux, that are really good and really fun to play. One of the all-time original greatest, and one of my favorite games of all time, Broforce, Bro, yeah, motherfuckers. Broforce. Broforce. A game featuring, I think, like, what, 50, 60 different, uh, action heroes, um, from popular culture, film, comics, uh, etc. All rendered in glorious pixel trash, Rambo esque, uh, fully destructible, two dimensional side scrolling, uh, levels of glory with boss fights, and you can have, um, up to, I think, four people playing at once. Um, fantastic game. One of the best. Bro Force, bro, yeah, mother trucker. 75% off. $3.74 now through April 20th. One of the games that was in contention for my game of the year last year, one of my favorite games of last year, My Friend Pedro, everyone's favorite top banana, um, 
top banana full tilt boogie, bullet time side scrolling platformer strategy speed runner murder festival uh, pots and pans pots and pans watch the pot look out watch the pot, kiss the pan kisses you um wall jumping uh rope swinging uh motorcycle exploding festival of awesomeness oh yeah um spin flipping bullet dodging full full tilt bad juju akimbo trying to look for more words that involve murder <laughs> um my friend pedro just be sure not to hurt anybody my friend pedro 40% off $11.99 go get that you will love my friend pedro it is fan fucking tastic now unfortunately this next title i had hoped would have been on sale for Easter, but we missed Easter. This game almost never goes on sale, at least not on the Steam store, and it's one of the craziest games I've ever played in my life. It's called Not a Hero. Not a Hero. Yes, learn to serve Bunny Lord as one of his fearsome lieutenants, make him win the election, and kill everyone in the way who tries to stop you. Side-scrolling platformer, well, not a platformer, it's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up, gonzo berserker, pixel trash, uh, elevator action-like, um murder fiesta cause she's Welsh baby, she's Welsh as you learn to serve Bunny Lord and his evil nefarious plans vote Bunny Lord Not a Hero is on sale 75% off at $3.24 Not a Hero is an older game but it never goes on sale cause it's so crazy pick up Not a Hero trust me now for those of you who need who, who, for whom, you know, all the, all these sites growing two dimensional, uh, pixel trash games are not enough to really scratch your murder itch. Well, trust me, you're, or you want to stroke that murder boner? Well, what you need, first of all, is Wang, right? We all need more Wang. So, that's where Shadow Warrior 2 comes in. The fucking bloody as fuck demon slaying fucking shotgun auto fucking matic rifle fucking jerking doing katana swinging fucking double jump ninja badass cyberpunk dystopian apocalyptic fucking magic wizard ninja game yes that we all know and love wang la wang hello i'm la wang uh shadow warrior 2 will let you get your wang on and they also have Shadow Warrior 1, and they also have Shadow Warrior Redux, and I think Redux is $3, but uh, the other two, including the sequel, the most recent one, Shadow Warrior 2 is 75% off at $9.99. Great game. Just ask Jeff, Jeffy Wise. Um, I Actually, I like Shadow Warrior 2 better than uh, the first reboot, um, but Shadow Warrior, the first Shadow Warrior reboot does have that... Um, awesome intro sequence. But anyway, become Lo Wang again. Lo Wang, yes. Uh, cheaper than ever. $9.99 now through the 20th. Okay, so none of that scratches your murder boner. Mur- murder, murder boner. None of that strokes your murder boner. None of that scratches your murder itch. Fine. How about a demi-isometric um, 
speedrunner thriller chilla die 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 kill 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 in glorious pseudo 3D with customizable weapons and just wall to wall fucking carnage with one of the best speedrunning um unlockable modes uh in recent memory that would be ruiner you might remember ruiner uh for featuring a guy wearing a uh an LCD a mask made out of black LCDs with a reader board that just says die 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 on his face that's what you do in Ruiner. That's who you are in Ruiner. What really good game. Uh good for at least 20 hours. I've beaten it probably six, seven times, maybe ten times. I have beaten it more times than I can even fucking remember. Um, literally, I have. I've beaten it a lot of times. And I've speedrun it even more times. Uh, along with an interesting um demi RPG story with upgradable weapons and shit, but it's really focused on the combat and uh the amazing graphics, uh, pure mindless killing. Ruiner, 75% off, $4.99 now through April 20th. Now, let's say you have a VR system and you want to get out and, you know, see some of the world. I have two Devolver VR games for you that close out this list. Um, one doesn't look as good as it did when it originally came out, but it's it now runs great on Linux. With Proton, it runs fantastically well. Um, it's not as good as it was though when it first came out, but it is still really good and very innovative and hilarious. Gorn. Gorn, the first um, arena combat melee cartoon weaponry um, battle competition where you can have akimbo maces, use other people as shields, pick them up, punch them in the face, rip off their arms. Fantastic, hilarious, really good, very well designed, but it doesn't sparkle the same way it used to. Gorn, right now, though, is 50% off at $9.99. So, pick that one up if you missed it. It is absolutely worth having Gorn for 10 bucks. If you if you if you've never seen it and if you've never gotten to play it and you have a a good VR kit a, a VR setup on your Linux box, fucking get Gorn uh, for ten bucks. Um, and if you don't like it, you can return it too. That's the other nice thing about the Steam store. Another game I have not personally played this game, but friend of the show Captain Ford, an old old friend of the show, um, swears by this game uh, outside of VR. But the Talos Principle VR, uh, Devolver Digital, well, it's not a game that I really associate with Devolver Digital, but it was one of the flagship titles for, um, for Valve as they entered the virtual reality market, first with the HTC Vive and now with their own dedicated the Valve Index. Um, Talos Principle VR is a cross between the puzzle action elements of Portal and, uh, more hardcore straight up puzzles but is everyone i everyone i know who has played it loves it Talos principle vr is 85% off now at $5.99 so to recap um we had heave ho uh, $4.99. My friend Pedro, $11.99. Shadow Warrior 2, amongst other Shadow Warrior offerings at $9.99. Ruiner at $4.99. Broforce at $3.74. Gorn at $9.99. Talos Principle VR $5.99. And not a hero, 
Vote for Bunny Lord, $3.24. That'll do it for this week. Uh, I'll catch you next week when we will talk more about the honeycomb and, uh, I'll have more intelligent, I'll have a more intelligent opinion about Fallout 76. Love it or hate it, you can hear about it here. Cheers, be safe out there. If you are healthy, please go give blood. Uh, one out of every seven people who is admitted to the hospital needs blood. Just by one donation, you can help up to four people. Um, and they, the Red Cross desperately needs it. You can find the link in the show blurb for this week's episode, along with all of the episodes since, uh, the lockdown, the, the, the COVID, this, this our time of great suffering and plague. The Orange Plague. That's what we should call it. We should call it the Orange Plague. Um, stay safe, stay sane, uh, stay inside, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, go get some of these good Devolver deals, baby. Catch you later! Four or five times A good idea. Four or five times Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The ship's computer is now ready. Please wait while I initialize systems. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.